Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, win number two in as many tries for Mark Adams and the Red Raiders. How did it go down as Tech tops Texas Southern? We'll revisit the affair from United Supermarkets Arena and also looking ahead to Saturday night from Jones Stadium. Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders hosting the Kansas Jayhawks in what feels like a must-win situation for Tech as they pursue bowl eligibility. We're chopping it all up next with Chris Level on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for joining us again on Locked On at Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Appreciate you for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with new episodes each weekday. Be sure to be subscribed on YouTube so you never miss an episode, including bonus episodes coming fast and furious, and you never know when. Never miss one if you're subscribed on YouTube. Today's episode brought to you by Underdog, sign up on underdogfantasy.com right now with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All right, game two for Mark Adams and the Red Raider men's basketball team now in the rear view as Texas Tech improves to 2 0 with a convincing win over Texas Southern. And I was joined on the Locked On Texas Tech hotline by the only Chris Level. And we began the conversation discussing progress from game one to game two. I don't know if basketball is like football, like from game one to game two, and you want to see, you know, drastic improvement and and all those things because you play so many more basketball games. But I, I, I do think that that, you know, that net uh, eight, eight turnovers that was fewer than the opener, uh, just 12 versus uh, Texas Southern compared to 20 versus Northwestern State, that, that's that's headed in the right direction. I, you hope it can kind of stay that way. And, yeah, I think you had balanced scoring. I mean, balanced scoring is hard to guard. And I think, you know, and, and, and Kevin O'Banner, he's going to have to provide, you know, that consistently all season. And I think Davion Harmon as well. And I think Jalen Tyson, you know, you and I have talked about him. I think he's one of your most talented guys, if not the most uh, with a ton of upside, and it's just a matter of, you know, kind of harnessing it at times. But uh, he didn't shoot it well from deep, uh, did Jalen Tyson, although you didn't really as a team. Uh, we could talk about that in, in a little bit too. But, yeah, I thought the balance scoring I, th- I thought was fun to watch. But, yeah, I, I thought I thought O'Banner was very efficient. I think six of eight from the field. And that's the kind of guy that we saw in the NCAA tournament last year was these double doubles and he's very efficient and you know he takes three charges too casey i think that was even uh more impressive than anything else he did because uh he's the older guy and then you're setting the tone on on how mark adams wants to play when you're doing that uh yeah chris and in the post-game conversation with you coach adams talked about uh taking charges not being 
any fun. KO was, uh, I thought, was outstanding. Took three charges and uh, made, you know, making big plays on both ends. And you know, it's uh, it's not anything fun about taking a charge. And I, you, I know you would know that, Chris, because you, you know, you never really <laughs> sacrificed your body like I did. Is uh, you know, but uh, the, you know, these guys, that, especially on this level, these guys are coming at you pretty hard, big and strong, and be able to stand in front of them and and uh, take that charge and and uh, for your team, it's, it's it's a big deal for our team, and it says a lot about our culture. <laughs> and when you're talking about such talented guys, guys that can score the basketball, guys that have come from probably being the man on their teams all along and maybe not asked to do so many blue-collar things or take those charges, to get guys to take pride in that, I, I think is really a, a, a task for a coach. And, you know, Mark Adams has been a part of getting a lot of really good players to take pride in that kind of thing. So that was fun to see. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I mean, there, there's some non with his team right now with, with these with these young pieces. And I think, you know, get, get, getting beat middle, you know, which the, it's that no middle defense, uh, but not not being there to take a charge is, is, you know, near near the top of the list. And when you see guys not only being there, but taking them and getting those calls because it seems like they come in waves. It's kind of like the turnover conversation we had just because some nights they just see block, 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 but uh, gets Texas Southern and they, they saw char. I mean, and again, you started to earn those, Casey. I mean, you've earned the reputation that you coach that, you teach that, you, yeah. you, your guys are there, they're set, they're outside of the restricted area and, and all those things. So that, that, that part was certainly fun to watch for sure. Yeah, and one of the homeboys on the baseline in the the striped shirt uh, calling a charge on Texas Tech. For the record, he had hit both his hands balled in fists above his head when he blew his whistle. I contend he didn't know what he was going to call when he blew the whistle. <laughs> it was a play-it-by-ear situation there uh, for that guy there in that moment. Uh, Chris, I'm really wondering, you know, offensively, we saw something pretty similar uh, as far as a point total in game one to game two. And I know this is a big picture question, you know, just asking you to project, but I really, if you're in that kind of range, then you are an improved offensive basketball team this year. Is this some non-conference inflation here? Do you see them earning some offense? Because when you're five for 17 from three-point land, but you also score 78 at the same time, I'm thinking you're manufacturing some stuff and earning it otherwise. I mean, once again, 22 uh, shots from the free throw line. You knocked down 17 of them. So how representative do you think these first couple of point totals might have been for the remainder of the season? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think the, the one thing obviously against Texas Southern is that they were without their best player. You know, you find that out before the game. P.J. Henry, he went for 21 in their opener. He tweaks an ankle the day before the game here in Lubbock, actually, and he doesn't play. So against Texas Southern, this is somewhat, you know, skewed as we look at this because okay. I think he's their go-to guy. So I, I want to make sure we point that out. Sure. I, I, I will say this about your, your, your offense. I think at times they look like they – struggle to score in the half court and that's kind of where the turnovers when the game slows down there there's guys that are forcing it or trying to you know do, you know make something happen that, that's just not there and, and I just think if you look big picture you're not really going to be the team you would love to be unless you shoot it from deep better than five of 17 if I'm being honest I mean interesting I don't know okay what I'm, 
yeah, I don't know what I'm exactly asking for that you need to necessarily hit 10 a, 10 a game. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that's going to have to be a weapon uh, because as the teams get better, as the link gets better, you know, the link gets better and things yeah. like that, you're, you're going to have to be able to knock those down because you're, you're just, you're not going to be able to drive and get into the lane against some of these teams that are just better and more athletic. And so there's some of the non-conference you know, issue there. I yeah. think Louisiana Tech will be another step up in in competition on on Monday night uh, because they're they're a bit better than I think the two teams that that you face. But uh, yeah, I just would like to see you shoot it a bit better. But again, maybe I'm asking for something that's unrealistic. Some nights they go in, sometimes they don't. Well, that's true. And and if I'm hearing you correctly, maybe it's not that you've got to shoot it. Uh, from a volume standpoint, making so many more, but maybe just being a little bit more efficient or consistent with it, uh, forcing the defense to account for that threat. Yeah, because I think it opens up I think it opens up other things. You 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 only get so many open looks and when you don't knock them down, it's very frustrating because when the competition gets tougher, you you may get whereas tonight, you know, you maybe get six or seven uh, open looks where you just, man, it's a missed rotation. Whereas like against one of these conference teams and, and here in about six weeks, you may get one look like that because their <laughs> right. teams are too long. Teams are too long and athletic and, and well coached. Uh, but uh, no, I just, and, and th- this is the part of being undersized Casey is that when, you know, versus Texas Southern Bacho gets an early foul in the game, has to kind of sit for a while, and then O'Banner gets a couple of fouls. Then all of a sudden you're really, really small, and, yeah. and, and then you start having a hard time rebounding, and that sometimes is good for your offense too whenever you, you rebound so well because you get those second-chance opportunities, and that's where some cheap offense can come from. And I just didn't think you uh, – you know, I mean, because you, you, you look at the rebounding numbers against Texas Southern, they're about even. So that's something they're going to have to pick that aspect of their of their team up for sure. Yeah. And without their best player. And didn't you just tell me they got out rebounded by, I don't know, what was it, 65 against San Francisco? I mean, didn't hey, they just have a they, really tough time on the boards? And, and, and see, and that's a red flag right yeah. there because they got they got out rebounded by San Francisco 20 by 24. 48 <laughs> yeah. to 24 they got they got doubled up and then here that you know you kind of hang with them or they hang with you on the boards and that's just again that's kind of one of those things that we'll we'll kind of watch that we'll watch uh you know turnovers and because last year's team they were so good on defense but they were also they would just crush you on the glass so yeah. it, as much as they struggled at times on offense they would just get a shot up and go get it and, 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 you know, and, and do that and just pound you on the glass. nights, And that's just kind of how they had to win. That's why I say, this is a team you're going to have to shoot it better and you're going to have to shoot it more consistently because you're not, I just don't know if you're really built to be a. Cause you're, you're somewhat undersized and I'd love to see one of these guards like a Lamar Washington or Kerwin Walton, DeMorian Williams, one of these guys that are kind of built, really take on that role to be like, okay, I'm not going to hang out here and, and try to shoot threes. I'm going to get in there and do some dirty work and really find a way at it and, and, and try to help my team with the glass uh, because that's going to be needed. And I hope somebody morphs into that role 
uh, because it's desperately needed. Because you don't have O'Banner and Bacho in there, and you tell me where the rebounding comes from. I mean, it's just at least consistently, and I just don't know if I see it. No, I, I, we're going to be hoping that you're going to be hopping over the scorer's table and blocking somebody <laughs> out. Uh, if that's the case, there you go. we'll get back to my visit with Chris and back to Red Raider Hoops, talking Davion Harmon, Jalen Tyson, and beyond. Coming up dead ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the quickest, easiest way to spice up any old regular football weekend. They put the work in to make sure the process to get started is as easy as can be while also focusing on making the game day experience for you top notch, as in being easy to play while watching the Red Raiders play on Saturday. All it takes is one single game to win cold hard cash and Underdog's Fantasy's number one focus is making for a fun and easy user experience. So sign up with the promo code Locked on and underdog is going to double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. So deposit a hundred bucks, get a hundred bucks back for free, baby. Go to underdogfantasy.com right now or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or the Google play store. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code locked on and spice up your football season this weekend with underdogfantasy.com. And also, today's episode brought to you by the Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain in Hale Center, Texas, America, just 30 quick and convenient minutes north of Lubbock, ready to make life easier this harvest season for the farming and ranching families of the high plains of Texas. And there's no job too big or too small, whether it's one truckload or thousands of bushels, Flatlands Grain ready to take care of what you need. From market experience to crop analysis or just keeping your animals fed, Flatlands Grain is covering all the bases. Crops are getting closer to being harvested. You may be rolling right now. There's nothing better than this time in West Texas. Goals are met, yields are made, and Flatlands Grain is there to help you out in whatever way you Need it. It is the grain growers grain storage stop right there in Hell Center. Give them a call today at 806 839 2522 or visit them online at flatlandsgrain.com. Again, that's 806 839 2522 or online at flatlandsgrain.com. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Talking tech hoops now as the Red Raiders are 2-0 after a win over Texas Southern Thursday night from United Supermarkets Arena and visiting with Chris Level about the ball game Got to some individuals in the next part of our conversation. Some of those that stood out for the Red Raiders within that front line. Also second line, some rotational guys we'll touch on as well. But we began the conversation with a guy who I thought had a really fun night, certainly from a fan standpoint. Uh, Enjoyed seeing Davion Harmon and some of the plays that he was making, which for the most part were just the result uh, of great effort being given. He was high five in the student section. I think at one point he was taking contact on the defensive end, creating a turnover in a way, and then hustling down the floor to get a feed, get an and one. I think he had a couple of those 
and then trips to the free throw line was six for eight there. So was manufacturing some things, being aggressive, and just looked like he was having fun <laughs> playing basketball. And that was a lot of fun to see as a fan. They keep that stat now where, where you see how many fouls you draw. And I think he drew five fouls. I think his I believe his it. number yeah, his number was pretty high in the opener versus Northwestern State as well. But <laughs> he, he he's just kind of an alpha and he's uh he's got that big smile on his face. He's experienced. Uh I think he at times he's gonna need to be more selfish and and hunt, try to hunt his shot a bit really? more but the most yeah but the most important because i i think some you know some against uh, texas southern he passes it up a little bit he's not yeah. necessarily looking but 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 maybe the flip side is the flip side is he plays i mean he, he plays how many minutes about 23 24 24 minutes. yeah uh, yeah 24 minutes and i don't think he had a turnover no. so if he if he's willing to maybe pass up some looks to make sure that he sets up the right play or that they're playing cleaner basketball, I, I'm I'm gonna live with that for right now. But at some point, he's gonna have to start to hunt his shot uh, a a bit more. See, and like right now, you look at Davion Harmon and all the things that he's doing and all the all the praise that he deserves. And Pop Isaacs is nearly the exact opposite because <laughs> right. I think Pop Isaacs. Well, I mean. And just, just I was thinking the same the, thing when you're talking about hunting yeah. the shot and Isaacs was one for eight tonight. He's on yeah, the hunt. He's <laughs> one for eight. And and I think you have 32 turnovers as in your first two games. He's got nine of them. That's right. You know, and so he just not seeing it real well right now. Um, not seeing the floor as well as maybe he did several weeks ago. And, uh, you know, and I think again, if this now, if his shots were falling, you 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 know maybe it helps the other category too, but it it's just not really flowing well for him right now, and and it'll get better, but yeah. he's gonna have the ball in his hands a bunch, Casey, and so he's got to, you know, I mean they'll start to watch some clips and film of of him, and he's gonna watch himself and just realize, man, I I just I've got to take better care of it. You know, you you have to go with, and, and I wonder if they switch up. You know, is this a situation where? You know, when when Louisiana Tech comes here on Monday night, you know, is it starting a lineup? You know, do they shake it yeah. up that way and say, "Hey, man, won't you won't you come off the bench and and take a look at it that way?" Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Kerwin Walton or somebody like that is starting in, in his place. But you know, I, but it's just yeah, one one of eight and five turnovers or four turnovers, whatever it was. That's just not that's not what you need from that young man. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at him. I mean, you can just kind of see, and we're two games in for crying out loud. I'm glad that he's he's taking the initiative in some of these situations, but uh, is a little disjointed to say the least right now. And I'm just begging somebody in the uh, uh, game presentation department to get a drop ready for when he starts connecting on some of these three pointers. I want to bone, 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 because he's like the lost bone thug brother is what I'm seeing out there <laughs> on the floor from pop. He's going to figure it out, Chris, but you're right. I wonder if a little shuffle in the lineup or, or something like that may give him uh, a little bit of a boost, just a little reset. But I, I think we all understand the talent the kid has and uh, are going to try our best to be patient as tech fans. Hey, before we move away from the basketball conversation, uh, well, hey, hey what else you got? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you see, you got me my wheel spinning. I believe the band, this is back in my day now, I believe the band or the, or the group was called Third Base. 
uh, but they yeah. they had pop go pop goes the weasel. Pop oh yeah, the weasel because the weasel goes pop. See now they put that bad boy up on the up on the scoreboard too, man. Because I mean, if if he's dropping if he's dropping threes in there, I mean pop goes yeah. the weasel because the weasel pop. I mean I don't uh-huh, know. Huh, huh. Yeah, and these are yes. just free ideas, courtesy of Locked On Texas Tech, because we love you, Texas Tech. We yes. love you. We're giving you these yeah. for free, uh, Chris. Before we move on to the Red Raiders and Jayhawks uh, to wrap up the week and get set for Saturday night from Jones Stadium. Second line guys, rotation guys, uh, Elijah Fisher with seven. KJ Allen owned about like 120 seconds of the game for a moment. Kerwin Walton, uh, Williams with five points off of the bench as well. Uh, who are these kind of guys are standing out to you in game two? Yeah, well, it, it's and that's the thing is there's a bunch of them and they all kind of do just a little bit of everything. I don't know if anybody like necessarily. You know, honestly, tonight to me, it was it was it was as much about Jalen Tyson stepping out and kind of being in, in more of a frontline role as it as it compared to the, the opener, as opposed to, you know, because and you mentioned K.J. Allen. So whenever whenever O'Banner uh, Bacho were kind of dealing with some foul issues. I, I just think Robert Jennings is going to give you some minutes, but he's very raw and I don't know. As you go forward, it's uh, his minutes are going to come out of necessity as much as as anything, because he's just at, at times you know it, it, the game is, is sped up for him and all that. But KJ, I guess my point to circle back, he's going to be kind of your big guy, okay? He's going to play first times against uh, Texas Southern where he's kind of the the center, and if he can provide some rebounding and and do some different things for you, I mean that, that'll go a long way and. Uh, that kid's lost some weight. He he's moving better. Uh, you know, you you know what he can do if, if they threw him an alley oop. I think Pop did didn't quite catch it, but um, you know that was unfortunate. I think uh, one of those turnovers right there. But you know, KJ Allen, I guess uh, to answer your question, he he impressed me some. But but I I, I know you didn't mention I treated him like a frontline guy. But I I, I it was fun watching Jalen to work on offense. He needs to dribble less. And stop not not necessarily yeah. be so much one on one because there was there was one point where we're like he he made a sweet move at the end and he finishes oh, yeah. with the left hand up and under the basket but he probably dribbled it ten times right before that and Mark Mark Adams looks at Al Pinkins right in front of us and he's like he just won't pass the ball and I just thought it was I thought oh it was funny. Chris. He, he, yeah, I, he was dribbling so much on some of those. I thought he was going to transfer to Illinois this off season. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking oh, man, that was off top right there. Now I'm yeah, just thinking know. within the yeah. confines of the offense, the dude has got skill, and there is an offensive structure to highlight that, and he'll figure that out. And so will his teammates. I think I did enjoy seeing him in that frontline role because right now, again, with, with Big Maple sidelined, Chris, I think this is what it has to look like somewhat for you yeah. to compete against tournament-quality teams. It's got to be O'Banner. It's got to be Tyson. It's got to be Harmon. I don't know if it has to all be scoring in that way, but these have got to be big-time impact guys. And Isaacs or Bacho, uh, Kerwin Walton off of the bench, those to me are kind of some X factors and I don't want to put too much on newcomers like Tyson or Harmon, but I, I really feel like you need box scores that, uh, I guess, proportionally 
kind of break down like you got it tonight with those three really leading the way. I didn't mind that at all. You, you know, and, 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 uh, before the, the last game that the Red Raiders was against Duke, you're dealing with a talent. That was where you really, at some points, you do need good one on play. You know, Bryson Williams, you know, could, mm. uh, in, in the last year, but there were body on the and kind of go one on one when it, you ended up on an island. island. And Duke did that repeatedly. Battles Jalen Tyson, dribble less, uh, uh, you know, play, play more than the team. However, there's a use for that. And I'm not sure the last year's team had. True. Uh, because I, I wherever he wants to on the floor, break guys down off the one on one move. At some level, well, you, you'll certainly, uh, anyway, it's just all right. about chemistry trying to chill together and figuring out. I think what you're describing there is classic tourney time skill set where you just need a dude to get a bucket, but it's also Mac McClung and Austin. It's Keenan Evans and Lubbock against those punks from Austin. I mean, it's guys that in that moment you need uh, to come up with something. And, and he does look like. Uh, maybe he could be that kind of guy. Uh, but I think within the flow of the offense as well, man, that touch he'll have uh, whenever he finds some space because of what the offense is doing for him, I think it's going to be really nice as you get to Big 12 play. So La Tech coming up Monday night before it is Maui time on the other side. So, man, that is looming large on the horizon. We'll be here getting you set for it all along the while on Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Wrap it up the week as we get ready for the Red Raiders to return to Jones Stadium coming up Saturday night. It's Texas Tech in Kansas, and the Red Raiders still with a shot at getting back to the postseason, getting back to a bowl game. But if you're not a winner Saturday against Kansas at home, your margin for error is razor thin as you head to Ames, Iowa, and then wrap up the season with the Oklahoma Sooners from Jones Stadium. We get back to the conversation with Chris Level and back to football. We start on the offensive side of things with a general sit rep. The walking wounded on the offensive side of the ball have been the Red Raiders really throughout the season. It's not just a quarterback position. We're talking offensive line. We're talking wide receivers. We're talking a whole lot still to process just as far as who is available as we sit here near the middle of November. Talking to Coach McGuire uh, heading into the weekend, I, I think he, you know, he indicated that Monroe Mills will start at right tackle. So that that is great news. He's back. And I think, you know, desperately needed is that gives you you know, another another one of your best pieces. I think somebody that had played really, really good football before he kind of got dinged up, and and that that allows you for some more depth as well. Because if if he's in there, then you you know Matt Keeler's not, and Ty Buchanan left uh, the game versus TCU, and so I think he may miss. But again, Monroe Mills is back to answer your question, and then quarterback wise, uh, I I think that Tyler Shuck starts this game, but I think Donovan Smith plays. And I think they'll kind of utilize him more in a not 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 as not not just necessarily short yardage or I, I think when he comes in he may he may finish a series no matter 
you know, I mean, it, it may look a little bit different, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and that he may play a bit more uh, in a different way, if that makes sense. But uh, some of that's just going to come down to kind of how Tyler plays and and what they see. But they're going to squeeze everything they can out of both of those kids and try to, you know, score some points and, and things like that. But, they're, you know, you, you talk to Joey, and there's just absolutely a sense of urgency here. You know, they, they've had a great week. And what, and what Joey's point is, it's like, you know, because they, they track all this stuff. So they know how hard guys are practicing. It's all the the, the, the metrics with heart rate and how much yeah. they're exerting themselves, all that stuff that they that all these programs, you know, utilize now. So they know if guys are dogging it or loafing or not running as fast as they were the day before or whatever, because it's all, you know, monitored. And, and he's just like, they're just giving me all they've got. I just want them to get a result. I want it to pay off for them. That's kind of what where his mindset is because they're still trying hard. They're straining. Uh, they're doing everything. Uh, but but at some point, you need a result. and uh, or, or guys are like, okay, man, it doesn't matter how hard I try. We're not going to win, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try as hard. And, and you're not to that point, but I'm just – that's why – that's where Joey's at as the head coach. He's like, man, I just want them to win so bad. I can't stand it because they deserve it because they work so hard. But uh, just got to clean some of this stuff up. Man, and what about the wide receiver group? Because it's it's been a wild year within that position as well as far as injuries, who's in, who's out. We've even more recently had guys, uh, I think, what, Bradley was in concussion protocol. Yeah. I mean, what are you expecting to see there out wide? I, I think he's he will miss, uh, unfortunately. I think uh, you, you, you may see some of Jordan Brown, and I, I, you may not even know who that is because he's a, he's a guy that hadn't played a ton this year, but he's a transfer from Kansas, ironically enough. He's originally from Dallas. Uh, he's got some juice to him. He's just kind of – and I think he's technically uh, uh, a walk-on, at least at this point. But he, he's somebody <laughs> that he, – he's traveled, and he's, he's kind of like uh, Brady Boyd and – you know, the younger players that just kind of have been a third or fourth option at some of these spots. But I think that they're trying to figure out, um, you know, some different things and just trying to get more speed on the field, honestly. And I think he does. Speaking of, uh, Coach McGuire does indicate to me that we will absolutely see a lot more of Cameron Valdez this weekend as well. So I think that is, um, that that's, that's certainly a plus. Not that you won't see a lot of Taj uh, Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson. I just think that they all see what we see or we see what they see, however you want to phrase it. And that that kid, he's got some juice and I think they want to try to get him some touches and see if the, the opposition can deal with it. So just like you would have predicted over the off season to uh, save some bowl eligibility bacon for Texas tech, you must beat the Kansas Jayhawks who are bowl eligible and you're looking for some help from a former Kansas Jayhawk. We all knew it would boil. <laughs> we all knew it would boil down to this, Chris. Man, it is insane to really think about the walking wounded status of that offense and just call it the offense because really, I mean, the running backs, I guess, have kind of been excluded from that injury conversation, although Valdez, I mean, is only rejoining us <laughs> as of uh, some recent weeks. But that offense as a whole, quarterback, Offensive line, wide receivers. I mean, you've witnessed some rough seasons where you've had attrition uh, throughout the year. But, I mean, how do you compare this one to some of those? Because I think it's one for the books. 
Yeah, well, and, and, and I think uh, other years you've been you've been much better, more talented, and so you've been, maybe been able to kind of overcome some of it easier. Mm. But but th- this is just not one that, that's got a lot of just pure, you know, next level because there's no draft pick on that side of the ball uh, or anything like that. And that's you know, yeah. and and in years past, you know, you've you've had one or two guys, whether it's an O lineman or a, a skill player of some sort. Uh, I think that's always, you know, you, you can go back for the, the last decade and there's always been somebody there, but I just don't know if you, if you have that uh, at this point, but uh, the, the, the problem is, is that in, in other years too, is that you've had, okay, a quarterback got hurt, but we, we leaned on this guy and then our other guy came back. Well, right now you, you, you don't know, you're just head spinning at that spot. So that's, that's been <laughs> right. you know part, part of it too, is just, uh, and I, and I don't, I, I'd love. I kind of curious on an update, but I don't know. Like when uh, when Baron returns, um, you know, he he basically was. You know, he basically told Joey, and this is what Joey said: "Is like, man, coach, I, you know, that was the middle of the game versus TCU. I can't, I can't go. You know, and so said it killed him to have to say it. He he wanted to play, but he just thought he would hurt his team by trying to play on that uh, that that bum ankle and things like that. So. You know, it, it's going to be Tyler and Donovan for the foreseeable future, and I just—I mean, maybe the rest of the regular season. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. But uh, I just—you've you, got to—you've got to play well at home. You got to win this one if you want to go to a bowl game. That's just—I firmly believe that. That doesn't—you're yeah. not mathematically eliminated if you lose it. It would just mean you have to win the next two because, I mean, you go look at the weather next week, it, it, and 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 you don't know the kick time. You could get a six o'clock kick in Ames, Iowa, and it may be fourteen <laughs> degrees there. And, and and I just don't know if that's like what what you want to root for, you know, trying to try to get that done. You just don't know what you're getting into going to Ames, and then Oklahoma is Oklahoma. So, are you going to be in Maui or in Ames? Wait, is that lining up the same weekend? No, it does line up the same. No, I I, uh, I was I was offered that you know, hey man, are you going to Maui? <laughs> that this was in August. Uh, but I, I looked at it for well, one tech is in Ames and then they come back and they host Oklahoma. My son's got a basketball game like that week of Thanksgiving week, but my daughter's home from college that week. And so I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to do football stuff. You're going watch, to Ames. <laughs> yeah. Watch, ah, watch, my watch, watch my kid, watch my kid play, be with my daughter. And so having said all that, yes. I'm freaking going to Ames. I won't be on the. <laughs> I won't be on a surfboard uh, in Ames, Iowa. That, that, that is, yeah. So maybe in a sw- if it goes terrible, we may see Chris Level in a swimsuit. In I'm just- probably the dumbest broadcaster in the history of. <laughs> You're ever. a family man. You're the last true family man. Yeah, but I, that's that's what that's why I decided what I did. But yes, I, I, I'll be home. I know your kids uh, listen to the show. They're subscribed on YouTube, and we appreciate them <laughs> dialing in. And you guys have got to know how much your dad loves you. Ames, Iowa over Maui. Has anyone ever made that choice before? Only in the name of a father's love. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, I'm glad we got a head start on sending you warm and well wishes because uh, you're probably going to need it. You're exactly right. Maybe a little weather tune-up, by the way, coming up on Saturday. Going to be frigid at Jones Stadium, I hear, as well. So maybe a little practice. Maybe a little practice there. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see how it shakes out. And uh, we're back at it on the Hardwood Monday. Uh, Either way, as Texas Tech is hooking up with Louisiana Tech, so we'll be getting you set for that one right here on Locked on Texas Tech. And, of course, recapping Red Raiders and Jayhawks after it goes down on the morning after report. 
Uh, Chris, thanks for the time as always, man. Enjoyed it. Absolutely. Uh, can't wait to go to Ames and freeze, and I will keep hope alive that that does not happen, and I'll miss uh, I'll miss the sunshine in Maui. Yes, sir. <laughs> keep that body heat alive. Let me offer that <laughs> advice to you. Yes. Shout out to Cody Lundin. And there she blows another action-packed week of Locked On Texas Tech with a whole lot to look ahead to. First, Red Raiders and Jayhawks Saturday night from Jones Stadium. And, of course, we'll be recapping whatever happens for better or for worse on the morning after report. So join us on Sunday for that. And right back at it next week, you've got Tech Basketball and Louisiana Tech Monday night. Maui Invitational just around the corner. And Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders are hitting the road like to believe with a chance at bowl eligibility if you get a win this weekend against the Jayhawks. We'll see how she lies and recap it all right here on Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks for making it your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe if you have not already. And after Locked On Texas Tech, hope you'll make Locked On Sports today your next listen. It's the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions Big game recaps and the take of the day that's locked on sports today. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. For the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Callen. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech.